0: Welcome to Annasbrook Church. We hope this message from our lead pastor, Graham Hislop, empowers and encourages you. To hear more from our church, make sure you subscribe or visit our website at ennisbrook.co.nz for a service near you. Father, I just thank you for your presence this morning. I thank you for the Word of God. I thank you that your Word reaches the unreachable places, the the spaces in our lives where you want to go and you want to do just the most amazing things. I welcome you. We welcome you together, Holy Spirit. As we've been worshiping, we've known your presence. But in this moment, I pray that you'd illuminate things to us that we need, that you have for us. I pray for every heart and every life, that your power would manifest as it ought to, that you would speak straight to the spirit, to the soul and to the mind. I thank you for today. Thank you, Lord, for who you are. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Had a whole message planned and ready to go, but then the worship happened, and the Lord began to speak to me. And so I thought I'd just start to share some things with you, because I think that the Lord is um, moving powerfully. In fact, I know that the Lord is moving powerfully. Yeah. We've been seeing it all year. We've been on a mission of following Jesus, of being disciples. And we're going to, in the next term, two terms before the end of this year, Christmas is coming, by the way. <laughs> Sad. We're going to actually come into a place where we're going to, again, define discipleship so we can know, look, if, if you want to follow Jesus and you want to be his disciple, you can be. But if you want to carry on following the world and trying to work out if that's going to work for you, which I think a lot of us have worked out it doesn't work that well, then you can do that as well. But Jesus just offers this opportunity. And so I want to share today, because we sung about it, I actually want to share about the blood of Jesus. Sometimes we sing songs in church, and I'm thinking a lot of the time, if I'm you know, not lost in God's presence, I am thinking shivers. I hope people understand what we're singing. We sing words and stuff in the Bible and sometimes no one does homework. Like you sing a song and you're like, oh, no one went home and Googled that. What does it mean? You know, thank you, Jesus, for the blood applied. I'm like, well, I don't know, applied to what? What does it even mean, applied? I, I, I didn't even think twice. I just kept singing the melody. As we were singing it this morning, I was reminded of several situations and scenarios where the blood of Jesus has been applied. And it has totally and utterly been incredible. And so in our Christianity, in our following Jesus, in our discipleship, we've got to be so, so careful that we don't, you know, like a song lyric, just read the lyric like a label and never let our heart, never let our minds, never let our spirit. I'm kind of, I was reminded of it when I was reminded this last couple of weeks of a scenario we had with our youngest son, Judah, Judah really has, I don't know if you've got any kids like this, he does at times struggle to sleep. Now it could be the 15 hours on Fortnite and on, on other things, I'm not sure, you know, it could be the ultraviolet beams, but a couple of years ago we felt like we needed to help Judah a little bit and um, so he's got an a, autoimmune disease called diabetes, type 1. And so if everyone sees them with a chocolate bar, it means nothing. If you're type 1, you're going to eat all the chocolate bars in the world, as long as you pump insulin into your body. But if you've got type 2, chocolate bars are probably off the menu. So, sucked in. But anyway, so Judah, and, and part of that with his levels, you know, sleeping is a bit of a challenge at times with um, blood sugars and stuff. So anyway, I'm saying all that to caveat what you're about to judge us for. We, I went to the doctor and I said, hey, Jude is struggling to go to sleep at times and we're, you know, trying to work it all through. And um, I said, would, would you, to his paediatrician, would you consider prescribing him some melatonin? And uh, we have natural melatonin, see? Just make sure you don't judge me too much. Uh, but he needed a little bit of extra maybe for that period of time. So he goes, oh, absolutely. No, it makes total sense. I said, are cool, Awesome. So anyway, we got the um, things, the melatonin, and then we, we went to Judah, we said, Judah, we think this is gonna help, but the problem is Judah has a real issue with pills. I don't know if you've got any kids that, you know, you have to make a sandwich and crush it, and you, and you, did you ever do this? And you put it in the sandwich or in the ice cream, and you know, you give them a tablespoon of ice cream with a tiny bit of crushed up Panadol in it, and they put their tongue on the end of the like, no! And it's like, it's not even in there, like, who are we kidding? So what happened was, he didn't take the melatonin. And so he kept on, you know, sleep and getting upset at night and all that stuff. So now she's not in the room right now. So it's okay. But I'd appreciate no one talked to her about it after the service. <laughs> Rebecca said to Judah, hey, because we thought we've got to take a different tech. This is ridiculous. She's not sleeping. This is terrible. So she told Judah, listen, I've got a vitamin for you. <laughs> and he goes, okay. And she said, yeah, yeah, so I'm going to give you a vitamin at night just to help, okay? Oh, okay, cool, yeah, yeah. Gave him the vitamin, and he ate it straight away. So anyway, we kind of success really, and it you know, just was like abated a the situation, it was quite good. Anyway, um, if, uh, I'd say four or five weeks after this kind of scenario, and things are a little bit more balanced, we get a phone call from the teacher at school. And the teacher rang Rebecca, because with anything health, you know, we want to know, and She said, hey, um, I just thought I'd better give you a call. Judah's like falling asleep at a desk. And uh, she was like, what? Yeah, I'm serious. He's so sleepy, so drowsy. I'm saying to him, Judah, you're right. So I'm wondering if he's not all right. And Beck's like, oh man, this doesn't sound good at all. And the teacher said, yeah. He said the only thing he took this morning was a vitamin. And that was the point where we had to fess up and be honest with our son that he wasn't taking vitamins. He was taking, taking melatonin. When you and I take of the blood of Jesus, you're not taking something passive. You're not taking something weak. You're not even taking something religious. In the book of Hebrews, It says about the blood of Jesus, that the old plan was only a hint of the good things in the new plan, speaking of the covenants, the old covenant. And in the law plan, what was going on was sacrifices in the Jewish model were offered year after year. And they actually, it says in the message translation, never added up to a complete solution. So Israel was commanded to take blood sacrifices of animals into the Temple to the priests, and year after year, it's kind of interesting. You weren't actually allowed there any other time than when you were told to go, so you're very, very limited. And when you could present this offering, but they did it, and they they called they called in Hebrews worshippers that they go on their way, but they are forgiven of sins in that moment, in that one moment. But then again, sin continues. So the the forgiveness is there, but the power of sin is not broken. So anyway, animal sacrifices repeated over and over actually heightened the awareness of the guilt. The fact is plain though, that bull's and goat's blood cannot get rid of sin. That is what is meant by this prophecy put in the mouth of Christ. So the writer Paul of Hebrews goes on to talk about a different kind of blood. You don't want sacrifices, God said, and offerings year after year. You don't want to get into this ritual model I'm always feeling like you just got to do this thing to be, appease God. It's not a fragrance of smoke from the altar that whets your appetite. He said, I'm here. Jesus said, I'm here, Lord, to do it your way. That's prescribed in your book. And when he said, you don't want sacrifices and offerings, he was referring to the practices according to the old plan. He said, I'm here to do it your way, sitting aside the first, that's the old covenant, in order to enact the new covenant, God's way by which we are made fit for God by the once and for all sacrifice of Jesus. Every priest goes to work at the altar each day offering the same old sacrifices year in and year out, but never makes a dent in the sin problem. As a priest, Christ made a single sacrifice for sins and that was it. That was it. That is still it, and it's going to be forever it. Then what happened? Jesus sat down right beside God at His right hand, waiting for His enemies to be made His footstool. It was a perfect sacrifice by a perfect person to perfect some very imperfect people. A perfect sacrifice by a perfect person, Jesus, to make perfect us who are imperfect. Hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. If you're willing to admit imperfection, you can actually find a way to be made perfect, perfected by His grace. By that single offering, He did everything that needed to be done for everyone who takes part in it. The Holy Spirit confirms this, Hebrew says. This new plan I'm making with Israel isn't gonna be written on paper. It's not gonna be chiseled on stone. This time, I'm writing out the plan in them, in the lining of their hearts. Wow, isn't that cool? I'll forever wipe the slate of their sins, this blood. Once sins are taken care of for good, there's no longer any need to sacrifice for them. So friends, we can now without hesitation walk right up to God in that holy place. Jesus has cleared the way by the blood of his sacrifice acting as our priest forever before God. The curtain into God's presence is His body and it's been torn in half. Anyone grateful for the blood of Jesus? (laughs) The blood of Jesus is poured out at the cross. Tricky in New Zealand culture, we celebrate the cross once a year, don't we? But the cross, it looks as though where the blood was poured out, is perpetually and constantly, once and for all, doing something. What is the blood doing? What is this blood of Jesus? We, we recognise he was human, fully man, but fully God. His blood was different to ours. He doesn't have the same. He has heavenly blood. This blood that is of God, he was born of a woman, that made him fully man, but he was born, conceived by the Holy Spirit, meaning this is heavenly origins, heavenly substance, and when it was poured out. What does the blood of Jesus do? Blood of Jesus does a number of things. The blood of Jesus, today, if you're here and you need this, you need to know, the blood of Jesus saves. So the whole plan, the whole point was coming to actually save people who could not save themselves, who kept in a repetitive cycle of behaviour and even a repetitive cycle of religion, but it could not save them. It, it couldn't what? Break the power of sin. I know people expect to hear about sin when they come to church, but actually we don't talk about it that much. Even in the book of uh, Romans, the writer of Romans, Paul, same author, said that sin is the most dastardly thing. It's actually not just your deeds or your actions or your behaviours, but going right back to the origin story, sin was actually doing everything against the model and the plan of God. And if you think about it, think about it like a sickness or an infection of the spirit, spiritual nature. As soon as it was in mankind, everybody was doomed. And I know it's very personal to think, you know, about, I guess, the things we've done wrong and the mistakes we've made. But one of the things that actually helps us is understanding this sin, this sin issue, actually goes beyond personal um, uh, mistakes, personal challenges. You might think of something you've sinned in, something that you did wrong. It was in you to begin with. It's a little bit like um, family traits. You know, I look at some of the traits in our family, in our kids, it just runs through the blood. It runs through the, the, the DNA. Sin. Such a dastardly thing. Bible says it does lead to death. It's only end result and the thing it births is death. So sin causes people to be separated from the life of God. It's hard to preach this in 2023 because we've been told our whole lives, we're awesome, you're enough, you're wonderful. And there is a truth to that. But there's another truth, which is that sin For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. You want to measure how you're doing? By the glory of God, the perfection of God, the wonder of God, of the order of God, of the holiness of God. We actually used to sing songs about God's holiness. Um, It was quite fascinating. I was thinking about some of the songs we um, sung. There's the song that um, the writer, I Googled it because it was such a, it probably as a child growing up singing it, but there was this um, writer who wrote this song based on David's cry. There's one thing that I ask you, God, for. There's one desire that I have that I may dwell in your house forever. I may even gaze upon the beauty of the Lord. And David is like he's a warrior beast. Um, what would he be like? Beer grills, I guess he'd be, he's good in the forest, he's good in the streams, he's good. I don't know why I'm thinking of this, but anyway, um, that's what happens when you go off script. And uh, yeah, and he's hes just, a, he's a beast and he was a leader of leaders of leaders. And, and also um, David, he had this heart, just this heart. I love um, what Kenneth Hagin said. He taught that, you know why some people connect with God in a wonderful way and yet their theology is not right is because you can be wrong in the head but right in the heart and God will still honour your heart. Your head will mess you up in the long term, but it's actually your heart heart, that shall determine your path. So this writer of the song that I sung as a kid, beautiful song, and it goes a little bit like this, or exactly depending on how this goes. When I look into your holiness, very high key I chose. When I gaze into your loveliness, when all things that surround me become shadows in the light of you. Verse two is great. I'll prove it. When I find the joy of reaching your heart When my will becomes enthroned in your love When all things that surround me Become shadows in the light of you And then it just goes on to say Because the end result of the wonder of who he is is I worship you I worship you, the reason I live, the reason we exist, is to worship you. And it's like this God beauty, this God wonder, this God holiness, this God pretty much everything that the world is not. It's everything CNN is not when you look, Fox News is not. Stuff, what is up with stuff's reporting? They're reporting on things nobody needs to know about. But everybody should know about His holiness, His beauty, His wonder. And, 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 and why is it that we feel separated from that? Why is it it feels like I'm speaking a foreign language? Because of sin. But there's good news today that we were separated from Him. That He who had no sin became sin for us. We were all filled with sin, we're all going to an eternal separation from God, but He, the glory of God, who was perfect in every way, became a one-time sacrifice, and what poured out? His blood. And His blood was poured out on earth, like Abel spoke a better word, and began to speak on our behalf, Saying, forgive them, Father, they know not what they do. Heal them, Father, of that sin issue. Take it out of their heart and let me put a new spirit in them. Let me put a new heart. It's only the blood of Jesus that can put a new heart in you. It's not religion. It's not behavior. You might have gone to church every day for a year. That won't do it. You might read your Bible every day for a year. That won't do it. You might pray for an hour when everyone else just prays for a minute. All these things are pretty good. Pretty awesome. But there's one thing that is awesomer. It is the blood of Jesus and it got poured out for you and me so we could be saved. Saved. You can be saved. You can know in your heart of hearts that sin has been broken and destroyed and you don't need to live separate from God. That's the blood of Jesus. Can I hear some sort of amen or praise? And and, and it's got a Siamese twin not only is it salvation, but it's healing. In Numbers 21, these um, Israelites were coming out of Egypt, and they were going through the desert, and they were getting bitten by vipers, or you could say pythons. And these py- vipers were biting the. They come out in the cool, cool parts of the day, and and slither out. And you can read it in Numbers 21. It's a major issue, and people are dying. And again. Just talking about that origin story of we die when we get bitten by the viper and the lie. But Moses went to God and Moses said, what am I gonna do? And what did the Lord say? This wasn't Moses' plan. I'm gonna tell you something that's very powerful, very anointed and something that you and me need to, look, do, need to do more often. God said to Moses, I want you to build a pole and I want you on the top of the pole to put a snake and what I want you to do is whenever someone is bitten by a viper, that the priest, this pole needs to actually be elevated and needs to be in plain sight all the time. Because when any whenever anyone looks upon this pole, the snake on a pole, they will be saved and they will be healed. So the, the poison of the of the viper is a real thing. Just like cancer is a real thing. Just like issues that get you in big trouble in hospital is a real thing. Just like other illnesses are a real thing. So Moses does it because you have gotta have faith. The reason why the message of the gospel, the blood of Jesus that I've just been declaring to you seems like foolishness to some is because God makes it this way. It's gotta be simple. Everyone's gotta have access to it. Moses does it. There'd be people in this room, you'd do a great favor, a great service to your faith journey, to following Jesus if you just do some simple things. Up goes the pole, the snake has been, you know, it's been crafted and it works. Whenever whenever someone looked at this snake on a pole, they were not only saved, but they were healed. People stopped dying. And, And it again is indicative of Christ who was what? Put on a pole and He was lifted up. And I hate that he's like a snake on a pole, but he became sin so you could not only be saved, but I'm declaring it again, you could be healed as well. This week, God's taught us a very valuable lesson in a couple of spaces concerning his blood, concerning his provision. There's a man in this room right now. And in this room, his wife is not here yet, but she will be soon. We got word that she was very, very ill. In fact, gravely ill unless someone intervened. So they're taking this woman to hospital and they're saying, listen, something's gone wrong. You're gonna need surgical intervention right now. There's a um, proliferation, perforation, perforated, not a doctor, of the bowel. It's quite serious. So anyway, this is all going on. And, it's, and, it's, and, and, and just to note, we pray in this church. Wouldn't it be good though to keep on believing that we're not just a church that prays, but we're actually a a praying people, that we we actually pray. And then word came through that it's gonna be not good. Hey, they have to do immediate surgery. There is a 1% chance that they do not need this surgery, this woman. And Viv came in, Jared and I were, were we meeting, were we talking? We don't know the difference sometimes. Comes into the office and, um, Jared just goes like that, that's hilarious. And comes in and she goes, hey, just had this through, 1%. I don't know what you hear when you hear 1%. I hear, like if someone said, you've got a 1% chance of, you know, anything. It's not a very high odds. So we're talking and we stop. And along with a lot of others began to pray. And it dawned on me, you know, I'm starting to learn the Lord's teaching me. I'm a slow learner. But this issue with this woman's body, that's not the focus. The 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 um, prognosis, that's not the focus. There is a snake on a pole. There is a Christ who is crucified. Like Paul said, if I can just know Christ crucified, if we can just know that, guys, we can know the victory that we sing on the labels of our screens, and. We begin to pray, as we're praying, ice suddenly dawns on me, shivers. 1% is a great odds when Jesus is involved. In fact, when Jesus is involved, you can have 0%. He can do 100% out of 0%. I'm not talking about the medical thing, I'm not talking about the surgical thing, That, that sends shivers down your spine. But the blood of Jesus will inject faith into your heart and your life, I'm talking to a bunch of New Zealanders here today who have equal access to this faith, to this power and it is not in your faith, it is not in your power but it is what? In the blood of Jesus. Did He pour out His blood? Yes, He did. Then there is a miracle waiting. 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 Well, a day later, we found out the 1% came to pass. She did not need the surgery. Her body began to heal. And God has taught us a miracle. I'll give you one more story. And this time, this happened to me. I was 16 years old. This is in 2015. And I was <laughs> and I was at my friend's house. Worship team, jump up. When I was at my friend's house. And my health, my health was not great as a teenager. I was very, very stricken with asthma. And I began to have, on top of that, anaphylactic reactions. Anaphylaxis is where you're, body goes into allergic shock and your respiratory shuts down. This was, I'd had a number of them growing up, but they got progressively worse into my teens. So I'm 16 and I can tell you where I was. I was at my friend Peter Anderson's. Peter and Sam Anderson lived at the top of Collingwood Street and we we're all in a band. As so I was at their house and I um, ate dinner and uh, again, My health wasn't great. And as soon as I ate dinner, I knew something was very, very wrong. I could feel it in my body. And so I rushed from the dinner to the bathroom. So I um, began to feel this tightening of my airways, which typically is not a typically, that's not great. All the time, that's not great. But here's what's fascinating. Two or three weekends before, Brent had been preaching like this about the blood of Jesus. That there is a power, unique power to this blood because he's so wonderful. So he's so powerful, this Jesus. And in the message he said, whenever you're in danger, Whenever things aren't going right in your life, whenever you feel as though there's, there's risk or concern or whatever, call on the blood of Jesus. Call on the blood. In fact, plead the blood. Again, simple guy. I just believed it. In fact, I've just believed a number of things in my life and God has actually done some pretty cool stuff, just simple belief. So I'm feeling this airway tightening and I go downstairs and I go to the bathroom and I'm in the bathroom and this is out loud out of my mouth. I don't have a theology degree. I have not done Bible college. In fact, I wanna say to you that I wasn't even at that point really walking with the Lord like I should. But the Lord is so good. The Lord is so loving. If you just even got a glimpse of the compassion that He felt for you and me. And I just said this out loud. I plead the blood of Jesus. I plead the blood of Jesus. No mobile phones at this time. I I told Pete's dad to ring the ambulance. So he's calling the ambulance. It was too late. By the time I got out the bathroom, I was stumbling now to the front doorway and collapsed. They put me in the car and Collingwood Street to the hospital is not far. By the time I got to the hospital, A&E car park where it was then, the doctors knew because the phone calls had come through, met the car and they dragged me out of the car and I'm not breathing. Began to do CPR <laughs> on the car park. And uh, I talked to Pete's dad after this and he said, it looked like you were gone, it looked like it was all over. <laughs> there was a 16 year old guy who plead the blood. Yeah. All I did was plead the blood. I had no medication on me. I just plead the blood. Right. Well, guess what? I woke up to Brent and he said to me, all my family were there, I'd, I'd become unconscious, they revived me. And, and, I, and, and I woke up, opened my eyes and Brent goes, first thing I saw was Brent and he goes, do you know where you are? And I said, Vietnam. Yes. And so it turned out I was okay. <laughs> I was back to normal. I've got a um, long-term deposit, I've got to tell you about it, that when the doctors diagnosed my son with diabetes, I asked the medical staff to get out of the room and I plead the blood. Yeah. There's a couple of teenagers that we've had, I've pled the blood. I just felt in the worship. Thank you, Jesus, for the blood applied. I, I just think we've got to keep on pleading the blood. You think your walk with Him is up to you. It's not, it's up to His grace. If you keep responding in childlike faith, that's good. Don't resist, don't harden your heart. Don't, don't get into this realm. Don't get into this realm. Man, I'm telling you there's nothing God cannot do by the blood, by the blood. And so whether you need this message now or whether you need it for the future, claim the blood, plead the blood. Know the power of the blood. It has torn the curtain so that we can go into the presence of God. And let me just tell you, the blood, of God, the blood of Jesus is also good for just entering the presence of God every day. Thank you, Lord, I'm not coming by my own works. Isn't Christianity different? It's not about our good deeds. It's about His good sacrifice, poured out once and for all. And if even today you're just a little bit glad that He poured out His blood for us, come on, give Him some praise and stand to your feet today. In Jesus' name. We hope you enjoyed this message. If you're wondering what the next step in your faith journey looks like, please get in touch with us. Email us at info at or visit our website.